It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of everything that is happening in the world of sports or at least uh, what we feel uh, is happening. If you feel we are missing out on something, please let us know. And I'm back with my good friend, Mr. Rahul Puri, who has shaved off his beard. Mr. Puri, good morning. Good morning, sir. Mr. Puri, you've shaved off your beard. Uh, okay. I, I didn't I, I didn't want to compete with you, Nasamar. I get it. The competition was just too stiff for you to handle. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't compete with something. That's correct. So moving on, let's move on to what all we're going to talk about in, in this edition of Just Sports. Uh, we have the uh, the roundup of the English Premier League. There were some big matches. There were some good matches. And uh, let's see what's happening there. Not a very pleasant weekend for me. But yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about the Champions League draw. And what's going to be coming up. Because that's been an interesting draw. And uh, we're going to talk about is is pretty much the, 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 the league thing soon up. You know, and kind of thing. And a little bit about hockey. India winning the bronze medal. And... Uh, Dharamsala, you know, we were exposed and uh, how do we rectify that? So let's start with cricket this time, uh, Rahul. I mean, uh, Dharamsala exposed us. I mean, kind of the Indian batting, you know, was suddenly not the fearsome kind of batting anymore. And it's it's actually, it, in a way, it's a good thing because I think we are at least mentally prepared that this is what we're going to face in, in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, 100%. The the South African captain, um, Faf du Plessis, must have rung up every curator in South Africa and said, listen, I want pitches like this, um, you know, before these Indians arrive because it, the wicket was up and down, sure. But, I mean, I don't think it was unplayable. India just have such poor technique when the ball moves. Um, that they made uh, Suraj Lakma look uh, unplayable. Absolutely. I mean, that was, I think, the point, you know, I was I was hoping that you would make. That we made the ordinary bowler, you know. Lakma is not the greatest. He's not the, he's not the fastest. He doesn't swing the ball the most. But we made him like, oh my God, 27 for 6. No, no, I mean, just, just look. You just go through the dismissals and just look at the shape that these batsmen are getting into. To try and play the moving ball. Now, I mean, the ball was swinging. It wasn't swinging miles. The ball was seeming. It wasn't seeming miles. Um, but, you know, every Indian batsman is just trying to play it like the ball's not moving. And that's what happens when you play 18 months on dead pitches. Um, you absolutely have no idea of, of how to counteract uh, the moving ball. And quite frankly, the top six is only when Dhoni came in. You know, who has some experience of playing um, the moving ball, uh, that he actually tried to move, his, use his feet and, and get out at, at the, the seamers. Because they were no great pace. They weren't going to scare you with, you know, uh, hitting you or something like that. Um, you know, so he moved, used his feet. He scored 65 and, uh, you know, finally got in there to some respectability. Because at one point, um, you know, you, you really did worry whether India were going to break 50. It looked like we could be all out for like 50 runs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was it was absolutely dreadful. Um, dreadful batting. Um, and I think it was a really big wake-up call to India not to be so complacent ahead of that South Africa tour. They need to go there. They need to get their eye in. They need to understand how, the ball, how to play when the ball bounces and how to play when the ball seems. Because it is not going to be, uh, you know, these... Um, 
you know, dead pitches where the ball doesn't do anything. Um, it's not going to be like that. And also, Raul, I mean, one thing, one thing is there that, you know, I mean, it's not going to be as dead as the dead pitches in India and the pace will not be as benign probably as Lakhmal's pace was. I mean, they're going to come at the throat of the Indian batsman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, uh, Rabada must have been looking at that and saying to himself, wow, you know, they, if, if they are scared to use their feet to, to Suraj Lakhmal, um, you know, can you imagine what, what's going to happen when Rabada's bowling at 145? I mean, you know, uh, I think that it's, it's come at the right time. It's come at a good time. I think India should play more matches at Dharamsala because um, the ball does move and bounce over there. It's a good wicket for them to, to, to test themselves out on. Um, and I think that they were found terribly wanting on, on, on that day. Well, let's see what happens in the rest of the matches. And uh, we will be back in the next podcast to talk about them. Uh, they're playing in Mohali as we currently speak. And uh, Mohali is also not the easiest of pitches, you know, to, to, to bat on. And it can also seem in its overcast conditions. So, yeah, India needs to get their act together. And I think, Rahul, what we, all, we have always been saying, you have always been saying, I have always been saying that you know, now will be the real test of this wanted number one team in the world is when they go out. Yeah, absolutely. Both for, for the batsmen and the bowlers. I mean, you know, exactly. India's, India's, India's um, success, test success is, is built on the fact that they can score 550 and their spinners will take, you know, 15 of the 20 wickets. Um, but that's not going to be possible on, on South African decks. Um, if, if they bat like this, um, you know, they are going to need their bowlers to step up um, and, and the bowlers to bowl well and consistently in the right lines. Um, our seam, we've got a good seam attack. We've got a good pace attack, um, but we need to keep them fit. Mohamed Sami, again, is, is, you know, has his injury struggles. Um, you know, Umesh Yadav has his industry, injury problems. Bhubaneshwar Kumar has had his injury problems. We need to keep them fit. Um, I'm heartened by the fact that they've got Jaspreet Bumrah in the test side. I think he's a very good bowler. Um, he's got a bit of pace. He, he does something a little different. Um, I was very disappointed they didn't pick Kuldeep Yadav for South Africa. Um, uh, I think that a left-arm Chinaman on South African wickets, a wrist spinner, in my opinion, is far more valuable than, than a finger spinner. And uh, I was disappointed they didn't pick him. And Kuldeep Yadav can get the, you know, I think what they went in also for the fact is that maybe Ashwin can get a little more bounce on the wickets, you know, rather than Kuldeep Yadav. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always think that wrist spinners can get more bounce than finger spinners. Now, Yadav, uh, you know, uh, Ashwin is, is a tall bloke, so he gets good bounce. But Kuldeep will surprise you with his bounce because he's not a big bloke, but he does get his ball, his hand over the ball, um, especially on that top spinner that he builds. So um, I, I was I was a little disappointed they didn't pick him. I think that's a, you know, that, that was a mistake. But, um, you know, we've got a strong, on paper, we've got a strong batting attack, uh, batting lineup. We've got a strong bowling lineup. But the question is how quickly... Uh, they adjust to those South African conditions. You, you don't want to be too down in in two weeks and, and then sort of find your feet for that third test. That doesn't help the situation at all. Absolutely. So moving on from cricket, I mean, uh, let's see what happens in the other two one days and we'll get a clearer picture of where we are headed. We now move on to uh, hockey. Rahul, the bronze medal, not a bad showing. I mean, you know, it's the World League. They had all the top teams there. Maybe not the strongest of those teams, but a bronze medal is a respectable position. It is. I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you. They they had a, they've played a German side in the in that third fourth place that, 
you know, c- could hardly field um, a team because uh, of injuries and illnesses and stuff like that. But you, you, you know, you you can only beat what's in front of you. You can't do anything about the opposition. And and India went out and won. And uh, and I, I think that that's a good sign. I mean, we have spoken about the fact that India have made good steps in yeah, hockey. They, they have made good steps in hockey, and I think we have. But I I don't think that they're they're quite up there in that top echelon of of teams yet. Um, but they have made good strides, um, and I think that if they keep improving themselves, um, you know, maybe they can get back into that top rank um, of sides. Once again, yeah. Now coming up to the big topic, the the, the football topic that we've been talking about. Uh, let's first do the Premier League roundup. Um, I think both of us can agree, grudgingly, uh, kind of thing that maybe pretty much City has tied up the title and. It would be, you know, it's been a dominating performance. I don't think that they're going to slip up. And they don't have a manager who will allow them to slip up, Rahul. So I think you and I can keep fighting for 2, 3 and 4. Uh, I mean, it would take the most epic meltdown um, for Guardiola to to throw this away, wouldn't it? I mean, he's he's 11 points clear. Um, He's beaten everybody around him. you know, uh, and uh, you know they're on, they're on a different plane. I mean, they're they're not playing their best football, um, which I think was what they will all take away from that United game. Is that I don't think City were were sparkling. I think they were good. I think they were solid. I think you know what they have done, Rahul, and I think the United game showed that. That now people, when City walks onto the pitch, they're afraid of City because what will City do? Even yeah. though they're not playing, I think the mental the mental scars that those six nils, seven nils, five nils have done to the other teams is that yeah. they're already on the defensive when City comes in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think, you know, I, I think that this City side is much more than, you know, a bunch of entertainers. I, I don't think they're that at all. I think they've got they've got a lot of mental strength and they've got a lot of sort of um, you know, grit and determination, and 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 you know they couple that with you know all the flair and all the style that they play with, and I think that you know that that United game was was a good example of that, where that the, they were coming to a hard place, they knew they were coming to a, a tough place uh, to win, but they stuck to their game and and they 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 outplayed United. I mean, you know, you've got to take your hats off to them; they absolutely outplayed United. They were pretty much lucky to win, Raul. I mean, we could have come up with a two-all draw. I don't agree. I, I think that, that City were far and away the better side. I, I think they're, you know, they, they are the best side in, in, in the league. Well, they are the best side right now. And I mean, if, if, United, if United had come away with a 2-2 draw, I would have said they would have been lucky to get away with a 2-2 draw. Okay, so um, that's pretty much as the Premier League goes. I mean, Chelsea, Conte seems to be under a lot of pressure because Burnley is up to number four out. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's... no, uh, you know, Burnley's playing playing well. Um, uh, you know, hopefully Liverpool win tonight and, and we got, got back into fourth. Um, but, but Burnley, I think, um, are, are have been a, a wonderful story this, this season. You know, they, they've quietly sort of gone about their business and and Sean Dyke has got them playing very compact football he's, he's he, you know they're not an expansive team they don't go out there and sort of run at people or anything like that but they get the job done they've got goal scorers in their side and and they, they make opportunities and you know what I like about Burnley is is that you know they, they perhaps they're very strong at home but when they go away they're, they're difficult to beat and I, I think that if you are like that in the Premier League you, you always give yourself a chance absolutely Raul I think that's 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 what's happening with Burnley. And I mean, 
obviously they're not going to be the top two teams or whatever but you know i don't see them i mean they might, they will definitely be in europe next year you know they will they will play the europa league even if they don't finish in the champions league positions no i mean yeah, i mean yeah, you, you would expect that eventually they would, they would drop off and, and fall away but you know they they've they've they, you know suppose they've had a blip chelsea are are, are you know they're very up and down this season you know arsenal got away with a, a very lucky draw i thought at at Southampton on the weekend, you know, Southampton should have been 3-0 up um, on the hour and run away with that game. Um, you know, so I, I think... I said so did Liverpool. I mean, a lucky draw with Everton. Well, I, I don't know about a lucky draw with Everton, but li- Liverpool's, Liverpool's pro- profitlessy is, is going to come back to, to hurt them terribly. And, uh, you know, that game against Everton was the most one-sided derby I've ever seen in my life. Um but, you know, again, you have to say they didn't score the goals to put the game away. Sadio Mane should have at the end of the first half. He should square that ball back and it's 2-0 and game over. But having said that, um, I, I think that the other teams are very fallible. They are absolutely, if you take Manchester United and Manchester City, the other teams underneath them are very fallible. And I think Burnley are taking full advantage of that fallibility. Absolutely, and uh, we have the busy Christmas season coming up, so I think by the first week of Jan, we'll have a clearer picture of where everybody is headed, but as of now, I don't think there is a team that can stop Manchester City. And moving on to our final topic of just sports, and the most colourful topic, which is the Champions League draw. Uh, I'm kind of relieved uh, that we are not facing one of the big boys. I think Rahul is kind of relieved that they're not facing the big boys. Uh, City seems to have the kindness of the draw coming towards them, Rahul. I mean, they have pretty well, much I mean, the easiest game. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they got the lucky one, didn't they? Everybody wanted to play Basel, I suppose. But um, somebody has to play them. Um, City got them. Uh, however, you know, Basel, they beat Man United um, on the way to qualifying. Let's not, let's not even be romanticized about it. They will knock Basel over completely. My, my, my point is, is, my point is, is, is that Basel... You know, they're not the most glamorous of sides, but they deserve to be there. Um, Absolutely, but they will get knocked over for sure. You and I both know that. It is, it is the most obvious of all the knockout games that you've got. It's the one that you, you, you'd probably bet your house on, um, you know, that, that's going to end that way. You know, Liverpool and United have not got easy games. Um, both Sevilla and Porto. <laughs> Porto and Sevilla, they're simpler games. Both Sevilla and Porto are very good sides. Um but you would expect Liverpool and United to come through those games, I think. Um, I think Chelsea uh, has the toughest game. Chelsea have um, they have it all to do, don't they? They've got Barcelona. And Spurs have got a tough one. Have you know, Juventus. Juventus. You know, he's, that's not going to be yeah. easy at all. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Juve are very good um, uh, in, in European competition. And no, you know, I think that this is where the two-leg thing really comes into it, doesn't it? You know, um, you, know you, you would expect Liverpool, I, I would expect Liverpool and United to come through simply because I think that they can beat Porto and Sevilla better at home than Porto or Sevilla could probably beat them, beat them yeah. Uh, yeah. away. So my logic is simply that. Spurs are a toss-up, and they've done very well in Europe um, this time round. Um, I don't see any way that Chelsea are going to beat Barcelona. I'm afraid. I, I think that's um, that's beyond them. I think that's a bridge too far. Um, but the match, but the match is going to be PSG versus Madrid. That's the tie of the round, isn't it? Um, you know, PSG um, for all the investment that they've done over the summer, they could not have picked a more 
high-profile second-round match than playing the champions of Europe. And if PSG can knock Real out, um, you've got to say that they're absolute contenders to win the damn thing, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely, Raul. But I think this will be the toughest test for PSG because, I mean, they play in the French League, which you and I both know is not really the toughest league in the world. You know, it's it's actually yeah. the money being spent for the Champions League. And, you know, coming up against Bayern Munich, the last game that they had against Bayern, you know, where they let three goals in. And it, it their sure. defence is not the, not the strongest, uh, you know, defence in the world. They've got the high-profile players. So, I think Madrid and Zidane, who's, like, experienced as hell, you know, in the Champions League and pressure, pressure situations... It'll be a tough game for them. It's not going to be easy. It's not. And, and we all have to remember that there's the whole transfer window that will take place before any of these games are played. So, you know, we will have to see what Real do in that transfer window. Real will do something in the transfer window. There's no question about it. Uh, the season that they're having, um, you know, they've got money and, and they need to spend some of that money, quite frankly, in the transfer window. So they will they will move in the transfer window. So how significantly they're able to move in January, I don't know. Um, but I would not expect PSG to be running into the Real Madrid that has, you know, dreadfully underperformed in La Liga at the moment. Absolutely. So uh, let's go for predictions, Rahul. Come on. Let's see who all you feel are going to go through to the next round. And uh, we will keep that as, as something that we will keep a record off and then we will see how we do in Feb. So my eight would be City, Man United, Liverpool, um, Barcelona, uh, Spurs, um, Real, uh, Bayern and there's one more that I can't remember. I think you and I differ in two ones. I would go with United, probably City, uh, Bayern. I would actually put my money on PSG this time because they have a point to prove. You know, I don't think Spurs would be able to get through uh, Juventus. I think Juventus will will have something, you know, to say on this one. And uh, they might, they might, because it's a very, it's a very compact side, Raul. They, they play really good football and they've got the attack, you know, pretty much started. And I think Roma will get through. Roma will pretty much get through. So, yeah, those are my picks. Fair enough. We shall see what happens in February. Yes, we shall see what happens in February and uh, we shall keep this as a record because let's see which one of us got it right or maybe both of us got it wrong. You never know. That's the that's the beauty of football. You know, you never know who's got it right and who's got it wrong. Thank you very much, Mr. Puri, for talking. And as usual, it's always a pleasure talking to Rahul about sports because he's... One thing is for sure that he's passionate about sports. So am I. And both of us love talking about sports once a week and... You know, talking about everything that happens in the world of sports. And you guys let us know what you feel about it. And if you want to be a part of the podcast, please let us know. It will be love to get some other sporting fans or to come on to, to you know, the podcast. Uh, like we always say, Just Sports will cover everything which happens in the world of sports. And our next two podcasts are going to be like roundups of the year. Because we're almost coming to the end of the year. A lot has happened in the world of sports. And we're going to talk about that. So, Mr. Puri, till next time. Thank you, Mr. Khan. Thank you, sir. I shall see you soon. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.